This week, we review the inaugural Edgar Playoff Series for Net and Stableford players and supported by RSM. We give an update on how we're working towards sports classes and have a short teaser of this week's Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, which features Miroslav Halmov from Slovakia. So, let's get to episode 46 of the Edgar Golfer's First podcast. Edgar moved into uncharted territory last week with the support of one of our partners, RSM. The Edgar RSM playoffs took place at the Stratford and Avon Golf Club, home of the Edgar Ambassador European Tour star, Andy Sullivan, and brought together 16 players, eight from each of the Net and Stableford divisions, to battle it out for the two titles. The Edgar RSM playoff series, champion of Net and Stableford. Seven different countries were represented in the town famous for William Shakespeare and at the club which was the home of Samuel Ryder. Ryder had been captain of the club for two years in 1929 and 1930 and it was during the first of these two years that the first Ryder Cup took place but not at Stratford but rather at Moortown Golf Club in Yorkshire. The Stratford Club had only moved to its current location the year before and had been opened by four of the most notable British players, one of which was Abe Mitchell, whose image stands confidently on top of the Ryder Cup trophy. That trophy has made its trip across the Atlantic every couple of years, ever since, and is one of the game's highlights. It's not so well known that there is a second Ryder Cup played for by the women at Moortown every year. After the playing of the inaugural event at Moortown, Samuel Ryder had presented the women with a cup as a thank you for all their help and support. Every event has to have a start. The Edgar RSM Playoff Series got off to a great start with a superb course and staff at the club where nothing was too much trouble, along with players who were keen to compete. Players from seven different countries came together and competed in the two series. Players with 12 different impairments were competing and this diversity meant that the golf handicap system would have to prove its value to create a level playing field. The course was set up inside of the 10-14% difference between men's and women's tees, and had any force carries maxed out at 100 metres for the seated players. A few bunkers were not accessible for the seated players, and as such were taken out of play for their matches only. The practice day was wet and there was real doubts that the course would be able to stand up to the amount of rain that we experienced, but with a well-draining golf course and the brilliantly skilled and dedicated green staff, the players woke up to find a course that was tournament ready for the quarter-finals. The beauty of the golf handicap system in the match play format is that if both players play to their potential, then the match should come down to the 18th hole. Six of the eight matches went to the 17th hole, three went to the 18th, and one even needed sudden death on the 19th. The Stableford semi-final was keenly contested with two players from England going head-to-head, with Graham Mazur finally winning the match on the last green to set up a final with newcomer Miroslav Halmov, Slovakia. In the net division, one of the large Finnish contingent, Yarhi Vihani and Vincent Helly, from France, both moved to the final courtesy of four and three wins over their respective opponents. Standing on the tee in the final, in front of 70 or more spectators, perhaps for the very first time, might have been a nerve-wracking experience for the four finalists, and yet 
each hit good tee shots that set them up for the rest of the round. Playing through the field of RSM guests, the players were applauded throughout their round and eventually we were able to congratulate Vincent Helly of France and Miroslav Halmo of Slovakia for their exceptional performances to win their net and stableford categories, respectively. All 16 players should be proud of appearing in the playoffs and demonstrating the value of golf with a variety of impairments playing together. Their approach was a great advertisement for the sportsmanship and camaraderie of golf. Of course, the support of RSM and their team made the event possible. RSM understands the value of our work to grow the game at the grassroots level for golfers with a disability. Helping to make more people aware of this opportunity can be huge for golf and also for the many people it can help through the game's health, social and competitive benefits. I spoke with the president of the Slovakia Golf Association, Ratislav Antala, who explained a little about what is happening in this emerging golf nation. Rastislav, it's really nice to speak to you. And obviously, as the president of the Slovak Golf Association, I'm sure it's nice to see that Miroslav Halmo won the Edgar European Playoff Series in Stratford and Avon. So that, that was quite a win. He's a, a pretty new player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big win for him and definitely for us too. And we're very happy to to have him. And he's he's pretty new to to the game actually. I don't know. He started maybe just a couple of years ago, maybe 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 even later. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it was interesting because, of course, Slovakia became a, a member. Slovakian Golf Association became a member of Edgar back in uh, more or less this time last year. And I know that since then things have started to progress a little bit. And Miroslav tells me now that you've got seven or eight players with disability now that are part of the group. Yeah, yeah, actually it is picking up a little bit because we before we we haven't even been aware that this is this is happening. So when the opportunity arose basically to join, we definitely were happy to join and support the people with all kinds of disabilities to, to play the game because fortunately golf is a game where everybody can find its spot. So so we're happy to have them, and now yes, we are basically the. Uh, there is particularly one club uh, helping helping these people out, and they also bought some equipment like these paragolfers and uh, all kind of other other equipment, and then people now can can join in, and we're happy. Tell me a little bit about golf in Slovakia. I was there a few years ago in Bratislava. I spoke with uh, the federation at that time, or the golf association, I should say, at that time, and the PGA there. And it was very much at the beginning of the development, and uh, but things have moved on a little bit now. Actually, I have to say we are trying in all kind of ways to support the growth of the game because you know it's been it's been uh, non-existent until mid '90s, last last century, basically. So we are in a let's say about between twenty and thirty years of development of the game. So. We're still in the beginning, I have to say, you know, compared to 600 years where you guys began. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fresh start for us. So we are trying to develop the game. We are trying to develop the, all kind of aspects and professionalize all kind of aspects of the, of the sports. And uh, we are moving step by step forward and we are growing the, the, the player base. 
yeah, of course, the silver medal from the Olympics was great. And I mean, it helped us a lot to get an attention among the, the general public. And we are experiencing really uh, increased interest about the game since that moment. And so basically, the things how what we planned with Rory becoming Slovakian is basically being, paying out well. So hopefully he's going to continue and he's going to keep playing well. I think he's been quite uh, active as well, hasn't he? Before the Olympics, I know he was uh, spending some time around Slovakia and trying to promote the game, and I think probably afterwards. Yeah, but this is this is what the basic plan of, of him becoming Slovakia citizen was, that he's going to help us grow the game and he's going to help us get better and basically become some kind of a model for the younger players where they can where, where they can get when when they focus on the game so it's also on one side it's basically development of the game among the general public and the second thing is also to motivate young people to look at a look at golf from more sports perspective and became probably become like professional players in the future this was the basic idea, and, and we are working on that idea most of the time when Rory is around. So also we, we've we been doing it before Olympics, and then he spent a lot of time in Europe after Olympics, almost two months, because he didn't make it to the playoffs in the U.S., so he spent some time playing tournaments in Europe and also doing some clinics and meeting with people, meeting with media. So his presence was very, very much seen, and we are happy about that. Well, as I say, it's fantastic to see both both successes. And uh, obviously, Rory's been playing for a number of years, but Miroslav is just getting started. And I think that only bodes well for the future of Slovakian golf in an inclusive way. As I said, we are very happy to have these kind of successes because we need them very much for bringing the interest of the game and as the general public. And this is basically what my goal is as the president of the association. I just want to grow the game amongst the people and introduce the game to as many people as possible so they can spend some quality time with their families out on the golf course. Well, keep up the good work and thank you very much for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Are you ready for a sneak preview of the upcoming Tough Love and Second Chances podcast? Episode 94 features Miroslav Halmo from Slovakia. In this clip, Miroslav explains what golf means to him. Yeah, I mean, I've been to many golf courses uh, so far, so I really enjoy the, the nature, I really enjoy the golf courses. Um, it's beautiful, it's really something that you have to enjoy to be able to play. And at the same time, there is a challenge and there is also, you can play doesn't matter how, how old you are, doesn't matter how many years you played, you can still play together. As, as different, if you come in different backgrounds, different age, different experiences, you can still play together. And yeah. This is something that was really, for me, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Any, any other sport you do, these things differentiate for you if you can do, if you can play with the best ones or not. Mm-hmm. But in golf, really, you, you can basically play with anyone you want. Look out for Miroslav's full story, which will be available from Wednesday the 20th of October on www.edgargolf.com and can be found in the player profile section. 
Miroslav's story will also feature on the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, which is available on most leading podcast platforms, and on our YouTube channel, which can be found by typing edgargolf.tv into your browser. Edgar is committed to ensuring that the eligibility of players is transparent and fair. The members of Edgar are the national federations of 35 countries around the world, and as such, the legislation in each can vary. Some countries are more liberal with their definition of disability, and others have a much more narrow view. While doing my research for a PhD, it became clear that there are no normative pan-global standards of what impairments are considered to qualify as a disability. It has never been and never will be the role of Edgar to decide what is a disability and what is not. That's up to each individual government to decide. It is, however, within our remit to try and understand how these impairments affect someone's ability to play the game. I'm sure that every player has their own opinion, and that is the way that it should be. The Edgar definitions of impairment have been developing over the last 23 years, and today the eligibility system is much more transparent, has three levels of passes, and so allows tournament organisers to decide for themselves as to which players are able to compete in the events in their country, respecting the rules of that country. Of course, Edgar has recommendations for tournament organisers and has a well-established approval system. The next stage is the development of sports classes, and we are working hard in this area. Speak to any player, and depending on their level of play, the importance of physical, mental and emotional skills will all be mentioned to one degree or another. The top tour players might say that the mental and core strategy skills are the most important, whereas the beginner might say that the physical skills are where they can make the most improvement. The top players might say that short game is where they can shave a few strokes off their rounds, whereas the high handicapper might say if they could only just reduce the number of penalty shots they accumulate in the round, then their handicap would come tumbling down. So performance improvements are to some degree a matter of perspective. We are working hard to find objective measures to understand how someone plays and the effect that their impairment has on their ability to play the game. We have a group of experts who are now preparing the next round of research which will start in the early new year. When I first came across Golf for the Disabled, two statements were burned into my mind by several players. I like to think of these statements in every decision that we take. The first statement was, Disability is something we have. It does not define us. The second was very similar. We are just golfers. Yes, we have a disability, but when we go out onto the golf course, no one cares what we live with. They just think of us as golfers. Be assured that Edgar is working hard to develop a system of eligibility and classification that allows players to compete in various levels of events without throwing out the game's ethos, which has developed over several centuries. The ethos is that we all play together, and it is this that makes golf unique. We all play golf, and not a parallel or adaptive sport, but golf. Yes, with some minor modifications of the rules, but essentially it's the same game, the same playing field, and the same format. For those of you that would like to be involved in the research, then please contact us at the appropriate address. 
So, all that remains for me to say is that I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. The next episode will be hosted by the development team. But in the meantime, all of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the non-too-distant future.